Why is TSM <laughs> not first on our list, guys? Well, I could tell you a million reasons why. <laughs> um, Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast, where we give you all the support and insight you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. And today we're talking about a spicy topic. We are talking power rankings for the NALCS. So with me, or actually first, my name is Sam, aka Just Casual. I don't think I did that at the beginning. <laughs> with me, I have Manny, aka Manster415. What's up, everyone? And we have another guy, Alex, aka Minty Rhino. So what's going on, guys? Hey, I'm doing well. Um, I'm really excited for this. So let's just should we just jump into it? Let's Hell go for yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So number one. Oh, actually, before I do that, this is how we put together our power rankings. We put our own list together of one through ten, and then we average it out. So we're gonna have some disagreements here, but the collective group power ranking is starting with number one. We have Team Liquid. Team Liquid. I think we all agreed on Team Liquid. Why do we have Team Liquid at number one? I think uh, they they did pretty well this uh, starting off the season. Um, they they had the shortest game I think in all of regions. So <laughs> yeah, with a lot they of games going long too, right? So yeah, with, yeah. With, with like games averaging at least like in Korea it was like around forty three minutes and then some, and then like in NA it was like around 35, 36 minutes. Is that a little skewed with the SKT game though? Being like 90 minutes. Yeah, it it's is. Exactly. <laughs> well, I think it added like a like 10 minutes because there was another one who went 60 and it's like, okay, well. Yeah, I got TL because uh, Double Lift put on a clinic for TSM on how to play AD carry. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think for the most part, Team Liquid, like everyone has said, they have a really strong ro- roster that has already pre-built synergy in it. And pretty much Ooh. we have the number one. And um, they're probably the most boring team to talk about right now because they are just by far ahead of everyone else. So let's just jump right into number two. We have Cloud9. Alex, why do we like Cloud9? Why are they all of our number twos? Uh, I don't know. Did you watch Jensen at all? Because I think he's, I don't know, Cloud9 just feels like the most all-around team right now. It feels pretty, they feel really solid. They feel like they're really getting comfortable with each other. And there's some, like, hiccups, especially with, like, you know, Sven dying a lot or whatever else when for the first two games and have the most deaths at the end of week one. <laughs> but um, I think, like, Licorice is going to be great. Just watching him, like, deal with 1v3s, although he didn't, like, always come out on top. So watching him deal with 1v3s it was satisfying, I think. That, that teams it has a lot of potential, and I think the core, like with mid uh, bot and uh, support synergy, is just gonna. I feel like Sven and Lakers are just gonna fit in really well with that team. Cool, cool, Manny. Are you are you concerned at all about Lakers? He is a new top laner. Um, I do. I, I still have my concerns uh, when he plays some of the higher, um, like rated top liners mm-hmm. but i think like what, what alex said was just key like he absorbed a lot of pressure and he was able to handle it to like the best of his ability you know i mean and being a rookie um to the lcs like i think he he performed well above expectations i i think like originally i had c9 lower but after seeing like this first week they, they definitely deserved the second spot yeah, yeah, absolutely. And with when Sven Scarin, uh, if you've seen some interviews and just him talking about the transition from TSM to Cloud9 as well, he's just a lot happier. He's a lot happier. He likes the atmosphere. I think Cloud9 has a really good atmosphere. And um, 
it sounds like TSM might not have such a great atmosphere. So with that, our actual third place spot is TSM. Why is TSM not first on our list, guys? Well, I could tell you a million reasons why. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm a TSM fan. I, I mean, I've made that clear before, but I think... Um, something that not necessarily the other teams have, um, and you guys might disagree with me, but like in terms of like the atmosphere, it's like, they're always the the team that you expect to make it to finals. Mm-hmm. You know, you're expected to make it to worlds like those high expectations with like Bjergsen, who has been there forever. And like Andy, like being like hard on his players, like th- those expectations are definitely going to be there. Right. If, mm-hmm. if you like slip up, if you start O2, which first time they have, but like, if you do some, some, some fans are going to have like, you know, like signals and like <laughs> setting stuff on fire. Like the end is, the end is, the the end end is right? upon yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Mike Young actually so. got, saw that a lot in the social media. I think it was an interview with Travis where he's like, yeah, you are really in the spotlight as a TSM player and you just get, um, you get a lot of the hate if you're doing poorly. So that's unfortunate which, for him. Which, which to me is unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I just happen to be some of like one of the fans of like some of the most obnoxious teams in all types of sports. I'm a Yankee fan. Oh jeez. I'm a Patriots fan. I'm a TSM fan. So it's just like every fandom I follow is just like, yeah, they're super obnoxious. They don't have like a brain. And it's like, I'm like, guys, please calm down. They're like, no. You know, like so there there's things that need to be fixed. It is just the first week. I mean these are like for for me and you sam like we did have them third mm-hmm. uh, i know rhino you had them lower and you <laughs> much, can give like your little expectation <laughs> for that yeah, much much lower i still have faith in the team um i think it it, I, it shouldn't be a surprise to many that they're just gonna be like slow starting off but yeah rhino like what were your uh so i think that I guess the, the best explanation is that like NA and EU have different metas and different playstyles for a reason. And for you to just think that you could pick up the bot lane and put it in a team and it would just work, doesn't matter how good they were. I just don't see that happening within the first week, within the first four weeks. I don't see that happening. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll pick it up later as it gets to the end of the split. But I mean, as of right now, I think that like, like with the mitigated losses, like they're just going to lose too much to be able to get to where they're going. And like I was saying before, like whenever... Uh, TSM ever had like a a really slow start. It's really they've always depended on like Bjergsen to sort of like hard carry mid lane and then just like win through mid lane and then you can roam around the map whatever else and like mm-hmm. really exert why he's like considered one of the best mid laners in North America, the best mid, best mid laners in history. But I think because of the increased talent with like Power of Evil, Febavin, like the mid lane pool is like looks really good this year. So I don't yeah, see how he's stacked. gonna like I don't see how he's gonna hard carry with that anymore. I don't think you have that like Kufare card where you're just gonna be able to get right ahead of the pack with just through winning through Bjergsen. I don't think that's gonna happen. So wait, so, you're telling me that what is it, four time MVP? Is it four or five? Is it I think it's, it's four, four time. right? Four time yeah. MVP yeah. can't carry team solo mid. You don't think so? Mo- most certainly cannot. I don't think so. I had them play seventh in my list. And you have a third overall. Yeah, so you don't I, even I, think they're going to hit playoffs. Oh, no, I don't think so. I mean, oh, I had them at fifth just be- even before first week. And first week just solidified how I felt about the team. Nah. I, I don't see how they're going to win. Okay. They feel so scatterbrained. 
<laughs> After that clinic, I, I would be too. <laughs> exactly. So, exactly. so, so, what about this? I mean, the reason why most power rankings, at least before. Before week one, we are doing this after week one. So we have a little bit more insight, which might be false security. I don't know. We don't know yet. It's also best <laughs> of ones. Um, but for the most part, everyone had TSM one or two, right? Because TSM always pulls it out. And you have a lineup of superstars. You have the best NA native top laner and probably one of the best NA top laners. You have Bjergsen, who is amazing as well. Uh, at least that, that's what everyone thinks except Rhino. You have possibly <laughs> the best bot lane in the West. And then uh, Mike Young is the big, big question. It seemed like he was a big question mark. And I think after week one, it was a huge question mark with especially their drafting choices. Um, TSM still looks like a really scary roster, just like Team Liquid looks like. Yeah, I think like it, again, it takes time. I think what they've been practicing like two, three weeks. You know, that's not an excuse. I mean, most of these teams have, mm-hmm. uh, aside from like Team Liquid. Team Liquid, I know boot camped in Korea and like FlyQuest did as well. I'm pretty sure um, they did like a small boot camp, but like the, the team didn't. Um, and I feel like a common scapegoat is just always um, drafts. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, like they weren't great, but like they had a plan. They just didn't execute it. Like the players just w- weren't there, right? Like Mithy, who's known as like a genius, because he is. He's 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 a goddamn genius. He was just out of position both games, like all the time. Was getting caught. Like he even tweeted out, he's like, "Sorry guys, I actually played like shit." You know, like mm-hmm. it, it. It was evident that they're just not clicking right now. Oh, it, is, yeah. it is week one, like. I don't think the panic button you hit, like unless you you see them go zero and eight. That's when you're like, that's when you're like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe this isn't even just a year. Maybe NA is just I don't know. I don't know it anymore, right? So I think like, um, I mean, what seems like his with history, right? You, you usually always see them on top, mm-hmm. even if they don't necessarily win. You always see them on top. So it's like, mm-hmm. it's just a shift. I think the competition. I mean. Power rankings were hard for I, the majority of us, if not all of us, at least for like some of the middle of the pack teams, because it's just so close, right? Yeah. So I, I agree with like uh, what Alex was saying. It's like, yeah, Bjergsen was most of the time like always top two mid laner without ne- necessarily even having to perform like and do crazy outplays, right? He, he's been more of a passive mid laner as the years have gone by. He's not like necessarily going crazy. He proved himself in the 1v1, like in, in All-Stars, but like at the same time, it's not necessarily like, like he's doing that in games, right? And he's not picking champions to necessarily do that. Like you're not going to do that with um, Azerath, right? Yeah. So I think, I think that that kind of like is the reason why third is, is, is as high as they go right now. Yeah, as long as Bjergsen doesn't keep playing Karma mid or anything. I don't, I don't want to see that. <laughs> Hell no, dude! You it's gotta pull sa- out the Lulu at this point. <laughs> it's the, I mean, it's a safety meta, right? Like, I mean, look at bot lane, flea footwork, uh, targons with uh, overshield. Like, it's literally the safest as you can be. That's like the mentality that everybody's trying to play, especially like exploring the new runes and whatever else. But mm-hmm. that just doesn't fit Bjergsen's play style, right? Yeah. Like he does. He he can't be like the the rock. He can't be like a hoohee. He can't just absorb the pressure. He needs to be the right. pressure. So if he's right. not, and I, I, I also think. It, a lot of people were blaming the losses on him. I think it's completely unwarranted. It was just like it's the entire team. 
Like Bjergsen, but I'm saying what I'm saying is like Bjergsen at no point actually just straight up lost them the game. Yeah. Right. Like, and, and people were saying that I was like, hold on now, like, hold on. Like, I I love Bjerg, you know, and I I think like you you know how competitive he is, so mm-hmm. you could just imagine how pissed off he was after this weekend. Yeah. You know, I think everyone was like that team is set to like go to the top right yeah and, and starting o2 is just not what they wanted i mean song had been saying that it's like don't worry we'll, we'll do well internationally as well mm-hmm. like no one is living up to their expectations so i think it's like i think that was like my ba- main concern with team liquid and they just didn't show that yet right mm-hmm. yeah team liquid has like the biggest drop off out of any of the teams because they're expected at first or second yeah mm-hmm and if they start underperforming, that team fails hard. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the pressure starts mounting. That's what's happening to TSM right now because they had that as soon as their roster was released. Yeah. You know, so I think like it's no time to panic, but it's, it's under like I, I understand it. They could be lower in the rankings. I could totally see that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and again, that's this is me speaking as a TSM fan. I could see that. I have faith that it won't be like that, but you know, I, I think I think the teams below them, which we should talk about the team right below them because they were tied third uh, and the average. This is another team. I just I need I want them to win like so badly because <laughs> team looks fucking sick. I just I love it, and that's Echo Fox. Yeah. So it's it's funny how this worked out. We had a tie for third place, and so that's TSM <laughs> and Echo Fox. Echo Fox had an awesome showing. They went 2-0. Huni is back. Everyone loves Huni in North. Actually, probably go- globally, everyone loves Huni. Oh yeah. Hola, um, dude. Yeah. And then there's Dardock, and everyone's like, "Oh, what's gonna happen?" And Dardock pulls it off and it's like whoa what's gonna happen here like is this is this a redemption story we have echo fox uh at third as a group that's crazy right yeah. Well, that, yeah. i think yeah. yeah yeah i mean again you could argue yeah we could we could put them in an actual third tsm and fourth you know give or take they're tied in the overall system this team is just awesome. I I love that the first game that Huni played, he actually played Lucian top. Yeah, such way. a meme, yes, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> like yeah. that. Oh my god. Yeah, I think a lot of us are rooting for Echo Fox to go out the top, and these next, like including TSM, and these next probably like three or four, like these are just. They're all, I think the middle of the pack has never been so close. Like, it's like almost not the middle. Yeah. It's like the tie for third. I think any of these next teams could potentially be third or fourth place. So th- this is crazy. <laughs> um, they also could be first. Who knows how hype Team Liquid and Cloud9 are, but they, yeah. they do have potential weaknesses. But Echo Fox, for me, I actually put them lower than all the rest of you. I put them at six on my personal ranking where you guys put them in third and fourth. And I think the big question mark for me is that there's so much hype behind them that everyone's really very excited, but I think everyone's kind of getting ignoring the fact that they have Phoenix, who probably isn't a great mid laner now that we have such a crazy mid lane pool, and yeah. the question mark about Dardoch because yes, it's easy to be happy and go lucky when you're winning. What happens when Dardoch disagrees with Huni, something like really strongly with Huni or Phoenix when you've seen? Phoenix and like breaking point having like a really shut off mentality when like he just didn't want to deal with stuff like what it was him and Mark Z that had a huge argument where like Phoenix was basically just covering up his ears right wasn't that was Phoenix right I think uh, so. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. I'm not <laughs> okay. 100%. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think there's so much... Either Phoenix or Piglet. <laughs> I'm glad Piglet is... Oh my gosh. Um, but Hell yeah, no. I, think, I think they have a crazy potential of exploding, and I think that's going to cost them some games where they kind of give up a little too easily. And I think that's why they're going to end up six. I don't know. Yeah. I, I think that... See, I, countering that, though, mm-hmm. I think... What's the best way to like <clears throat> maybe to put somebody down a few notches that think that they're maybe better than they really are or strive to improve? You put them with somebody that went to like world finals the year before. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm, yeah. how can you? And, and how has can you gone get, before, right? Yeah. As a so, like. so how can you? How can you flame somebody or uh, like flame in quotations for some somebody that is technically performed better than you in an international stage? Went to play in Korea, performed well in Korea, and now is coming back. Like play I feel like. The- Played for one of the biggest dynasties in esports. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, right. Definitely right. in, in League of Legends. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, well, you can say the same about Piglet, but the problem is I think it's a mentality thing. Uh-huh. Like Piglet right. doesn't have the mentality of Piglet doesn't have the mentality that um Huni does, where Huni's like, I'm just gonna smash whoever comes top lane. Doesn't matter. Like yeah. I'll I'll play whatever the hell I want to. I have like all these all these uh counter picks that nobody even has even thought of yet that I can I know I can perform well and I'm all practiced on. And then Piglet's like, give me the farm because I'm the world champion. And he's washed up. Vain. Yeah, and he's washed up. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, so, Piglet, what? So, Piglet got to one world in season three, was it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah season three. Huni has just, was just a, um, a finalist at Worlds last season. Like, yeah, it's a yeah. totally different story. Even when yeah. Dardock was with Piglet back in season yeah, five I mean, I think or something like they that. They did interview him um, after the first, uh, th- after the second one. So I know they a hundred percent interviewed Huni interviewed after a first one. You said, uh, yeah, but okay. I'm saying for, for the second win, they interviewed Dardock mm-hmm. and they asked them, you, you, you're known to flare, you know, you <laughs> busted out of like four other teams. What makes a difference? That was his response. His response is, well, you know, you, you don't, you, it's different when you play with a world finalist, which mm. a shot at Piglet, by the way, because <laughs> you're playing with the world's winner. So, yeah. you know, um, but at the same time, I think Dardock has realized that this is his last shot. Same with Adrian. I know mm. that Adrian isn't talked much about as, as Dardock, but Adrian has gone, I think, to two more teams than Dardock has in yeah. the same time span. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, there are two players that just bounce around because they just don't fit. Yeah. I think this team, this, like, Rick Fox, I mean, we, we talked about it, right? Rick Fox has, like, this positivity. He's the type of person that's like, don't worry, guys. You know, like, he he has that, like, champion's mentality because he has been a champion, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think them starting from scratch this year uh, after ensuring franchising is amazing, right? Because it shows that they either want to work like they want to work with these guys for, for long term, right? It's mm-hmm. not like, Oh, we might fail. And it went well. I mean, Huni is to me the, the number one top laner in NA. Like I think he has the skill set, Right. And I mean, he has the confidence, but he's also more humble in the sense of like, he understands like, what are things that he, he should do. Right. Like what are the things that he, he can mess up in? And he, he played a, like a crazy, week one 
<laughs> yeah. Again, like yeah. very first game, we already see the Lucian. We're like, what the hell? And so like, spicy. Like, yeah, you know, I, I tell people Lucian is good, and Koma did not believe me. It's funny, you know, because like the aspiration for this team is they want to finish first. I mean, oh, you yeah. could say that about every team, but this team wants to finish first. Like Huni said that the one of the last things he told Koma was that we are going to MSI and I am going to beat you with my team. Oh, nice. Like he actually said that because <laughs> Koma was like always like, you know, after he we they were known that he wasn't going to be part of SKT, like Koma was actually still around like talking to him and making sure like he was all set. Uh-huh. And and he told them it's like I'm I want to meet you at MSI and I want to beat you. That way the other players that have replaced me can understand what I felt whenever we lost. Right? Uh-huh. And that was like, that's like the mentality he has. So yeah. world-class player. I mean, oh, yeah. fan favorite. Like, I don't think there's a person in the world that hates Huni. No. If you do, you're either A, racist, or B, just, I don't know what's wrong with Or just on the opposite team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Opposite team. Just the like, team. even then, like, you know, like, I just, I think Huni's such a great personality. Even when he was, like, smashing into Mortals, like, it was he like, such a good personality. You know, like, he, he's such a happy person, like, you know, and, and he's come to, like, help this team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. He, for he, sure. he didn't go to a top team. Imagine instead of Impact, you get a Huni. Right. Yeah. Like, first of all, I think I think Team Liquid wins wins worlds <laughs> right right on the spot with that. But I mean, he he went to a team that has not been proven. I think we can all agree on this this Echo Fox iteration mm-hmm. makes playoffs for the first time in their history. Yeah. Like I, th- I, I think we can agree on that because oh, yeah. we all have them within the yeah. unless they absolutely blow up, and I that see- comes with like Dardock and Adrian. I don't think they explode though. I mean, like you have to think right. like back to like the the pressure argument, right? Like having to having to deal with like being expected to be the number one team, right? Like who's expected to be more number one than Huni when he was on SKT? Like it, like think about that for a second. Like you think that like TSM has a lot of pressure. Like Huni had to have a oh, yeah. whole bunch of pressure for first off being a great personality and then going to SKT, right? I know that's I mean, the people, first thing I people looked blamed at. Them. People blamed him f- for their loss. Right, that's what I'm saying. When, so, like, he if there's was anybody one of, like, to... their best performing players anyway. Yeah, well, it's like, so if it's there's like... anybody to, uh, to, to learn how to, like, compensate for that pressure, it's got to be Huni. Yeah, he deals with the well. He's had the most spotlight. spotlight. Yeah, so, like, it, it's got to be the most spotlight. Like, so I think it's more of, like, a... That could be, like, a really good teacher moment for Dardock and Adrian, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's, yeah. like, the intention is to have, like, a real, like, world-class winner... Put him on the roster with two people that may have like some issues with like either confidence or flaming, whatever it may be. But like, put it on put it on a team with somebody that's world class, and that can show you how to deal with that kind of pressure. And I think that in that case, you're gonna have the pressure that's gonna make diamonds instead of rubble. So cool. Oh. I could agree with that. All right, so um, that's Echo Fox. Moving to our fifth place spot, we have a hundred thieves. What's up with a hundred thieves? Why are they so high on this list? The Afro Show. <laughs> all right next no i was kidding yeah. Yeah, next. I, I mean i i do i do think like i i want to i want to apologize to you aframu you never even heard my original predictions and i can respect that you don't know who i am yet but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah yeah um i think i was scared because like yeah his mechanics aren't the best but it's like it was one of those things where it's like well he mesh well with the team and will his shot calling be enough of a difference to 
push this team mm-hmm. ahead, right? Mm-hmm. The answer is absolutely yes. Like some of the shot calling that they, they were able to show, like in, in some of the moments where like people are like, oh yeah, the team might have been talking about this. You hear Aphromo. The only thing they the only way they can seal this Baron is if Shogath flashes over. Stop attacking it. Shogath flashed over. Finished the Baron. I'm knocking him up. He can no longer like eat it. it mm-hmm. It's like you think as a team they're doing this, but Aphromo's making sure everyone knows. Like mm-hmm. he was kind of like the the glue, right? Yeah. And and it's 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 great. I mean, Cody Sun performed well, mm-hmm. right? I think he can learn a lot from Afro, obviously. I mean, you have one of the best uh knowledge known players in, in your team. You're you're gonna learn, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think like yeah. my big question mark was just Medios and Ryu. Uh, aside from that, it was Medios and Ryu. And like Medios had like some plays that I was like, uh, they could have been better. And mm-hmm. Ryu had some like times where I was like, okay, like you know, I again, it it could have been better, but I think they're still like strong, and you know, them two have played v- like very little, but I think with Prolly, that team also just goes up one step. <laughs> yeah, so I think that it's also good to also realize I think that maybe Medios isn't like like what you think of like hard carry jungler, like number one in the league or anything like that. Something that I like used to always commend him for when he was in like Cloud9 and P1 and stuff like that was that he like fed everybody information. Whatever he saw, he was really good at communication and comms. So mm-hmm. I think like if you could have a mastermind that could formulate the plot and the person that can give him all the information for the data, then I think that's just going to make an unstoppable like macro team force. Yeah. So I think that was sort of the intention when you added Meteos to the roster with Aphromoos. Yeah. So it was like, Cody Sun and Ryu were actually the, like the two question marks for me. Someday it's just a beast. I mean, like you have to put him top lane if, you, if he's mean, available. You, you, you don't. I, I don't think like yeah. I don't think in anyone's mind like someday it's a question. That's why <laughs> yeah. I didn't even mention. Him. I'm like yeah, dude. Yeah. He's but, he's top. He's top three, top four at the worst. Like yeah. he's just a solid like he's top so laner. Good, yeah, but I think know. that from like Ryu and Cody Sun perspective, like. I feel like it was like the stipulation where they figured out that Aphromo and Medios, if you put them together, they make like a great combo. And then they sort of said, we'll get you, like, we want you on the team, but each of you have to pick one person to bring with you. And Medios just said Ryu, and Aphromo said Cody Sun. That's what I feel like would happen. <laughs> I mean, because I mean, like, I don't think that Ryu is, he's underperformed, obviously, but I don't think he's, like I said, especially with this mid lane pool, I feel like you can go something a little bit bigger, especially if you're using an import slot on Ryu. I feel like you could have gone with something a lot bigger. Yeah. A lot flashier. Like, think about, like, what if they, like, bought Mickey off of TL? What do you do? Mm-hmm. Like, how, yeah. that, that roster jumps up, like, a whole bunch, right? Yeah. And then the same thing with, like, Cody Sun. Like, I can think of a few other, like, native AD carries that would do better yeah, than so, Cody Sun. So this is really interesting because those are people, like you mentioned, they are kind of brought along by other players and stuff. And I think that also gives like a little strength. And that's something that we probably don't know behind the scenes as just like spectators. You know, there's yeah. a ton of stuff that goes behind the scenes that you don't know. Like you might be like, who is someday he was on a crappy team. He didn't do well. Well, that's because you don't know that Dignitas was a bad team and he wasn't able to do what he does. And who knows what the coaching did to him and stuff like all these things behind the scene. Someday is now yeah. released and we saw it in week one, which is amazing. Um, when we talk about Ryu and Cody's son, you know, Afro Mu wanted Cody's son so there's something there and 
what is it? Score Esports podcast recently did an interview with Afromu, and Afromu like really likes Cody Sun. He likes his personality, super super teachable. And Afromu is like teaching him how to be more aggressive. And you actually find out that Cody Sun is getting more confident and making actually like really um, bold calls, which is really really cool to see from an eighty carry. You know, yeah. I hope to see more flashes into three people with the world <laughs> stage from Cody Sun. I yeah. think that's the confidence he needs. To, to be fair, to just a, a side note. People like criticized the the crap out of him. I saw what he was going for, and he was actually going to be able to kill their their mid laner. Uh-huh. But she still had Sarah's embrace. Uh-huh. It all failed. And if he would have been able to kill her, they wouldn't have ended the game. Sure. So I saw I saw where he was going. But <laughs> and then um, it's a, oh, I think it's also really comparable. Sorry, excuse me. Go ahead. My bad. Uh, I was gonna say something. that's also really comparable is that like if you're familiar with you know Nate shots the CEO owner whatever you want to call it for Hundred Thieves. Uh, back, I used to watch Nate Shot all the time when he competed actually with Optic Gaming's like Call of Duty team. Like mm-hmm. Nate Shot was not the best Call of Duty player, but he really had like a huge belief in when it came to um, if you're comfortable with the people that you're playing with and you're friends with them, or like you're comfortable being around them, you can create the proper environment. Mm-hmm. He thought that environment beats skill any day because skill mm-hmm. can be developed. Environments usually hard to nurture properly. Yeah. So if you can get something that's natural, you can build up to. You can build up to being like a world class team. That's like old C nine. Yeah, I know that mentality went to the same same work. Yeah, here absolutely. Because, I mean, like like yeah. I said, he wasn't the best Call of Duty player. He wasn't the best on the team. But if you surround yourself with people that are either a better than you or people that you're really comfortable with, and you get like that perfect <laughs> formula, I think that's what one hundred thieves is really going for. And I think probably can probably get. Probably would get behind that for sure. <laughs> probably can probably get it behind it. Yeah, yep, yep. probably can probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, so in the next spot in the sixth place we have CLG, which might be lower than a lot of people expected, but luckily we get a cheat and see week one. But are we reacting too quickly that CLG is not at the top like four? No. No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hard, hard. No, I'm sorry. Why is that? Why is that? Um, so to be fair, I, after looking at it, like my power rankings, after submitting them, I feel like they could even go lower, especially Ooh, after we talked oh, for a little for bit. Sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They're the team of faith, right? You know that they are. Like you, you say faith, faith, faith. That's mm-hmm. COG in a nutshell. Darshan just, <sighs> oh man, you know, you you ask you ask yourself like how many top laners in the league right now. What would have what would they have done with the lead that he got game one? Yes, you're against C9, which is ends up towards the end of the game team fighting. You have Sneaky, who's one of the most consistent like ADCs in the league. You have Jensen, who's again one or two of the best mid laners, you know, in the league. You have like all these tools that like you wanted to get like the top lane matchup fixed and then still wasn't. There, you have an issue. Mm-hmm. Rainover yeah. showed some promise, but it was kind of like TL Rainover. It was like literally, he's, he seems bipolar at this point. It's like, oh, a fanatic Rainover. Oh, TL Rainover. <laughs> oh, what the hell? Who's, who's, who's Who is he? I don't know. It's like, oh, you, you guessed it. It's COG Rainover. You know, like, it's, I don't know. It's a shit show at this point. Yeah. Um, I think who he might be like their saving grace in terms of just everything. Mm-hmm. But then, Stick say who's supposed to be the one you're relying on for consistency is just not. And I think this has been going on for a year now. 
Mm. So I think a lot of the issues that we saw last year of them not making worlds and being a surprise to many, it's just like the same thing over. I think they did a lateral move in the jungle. I, everybody praises Rainover for what he was before. I don't think he has anything else besides knowing how to play topside. And if you have a, a weaker in the league NA talent for top mm. lane that you can't actually play around, like, sure, he was really good exerting pressure on red side, but, like, again, all he would do is play topside. Like, sure, he pushed Sven off of his red buff, like, twice, right? But what are you going to do with that? If you don't have confidence that your top laner is going to be able to, like, push that lead and you're going to be able to push on throughout, that's that's why that's why Rainover succeeded so much, at least in my opinion, succeeded so much in, you know, Fnatic and... Uh, immortals for the first split, stuff like that. So I think he's missing a lot of that. He doesn't really have confidence to be able to play around elsewhere on the map. He doesn't have confidence in his solo lanes yet, or his uh, or bot lane. So I don't, I don't see him performing well enough. I think that I think honestly that TL that TL time really actually was detrimental to his confidence. Mm. I don't see how he performs now because I mean think about it. Your duo goes to SKT. And goes to world finals and <laughs> you fight relegation in North America, supposedly like the inferior region. I don't see how that that would that would really destroy me as a person. I know that I would be like, wow, like it must have just been like riding off the back of Huni because I, I am awful. That's yeah. just the mentality that I would probably have. Yeah, and it's crazy. Like, so I was a person that rated TLG the highest at fifth place. And again, as we talk and looking over power rankings and like thinking about it more, like I could place them like eighth, I feel like. And at the same time, before the season started, I was like, top two, baby. Like they're going to make it. They're going to do something crazy <laughs> because you see all these names and potential. But I think we we pointed out big question marks with Darshan and Stixay, you know, and even like we didn't talk about Biofrost yet and just all the synergy that's going on with this roster that saw some big changes when it comes to their leadership positions um the biggest rock and the biggest reason why i have faith i think on this team is their coach zeke's zeke's lol like he is well known to be one of the best coaches in the league one of the most hardworking coaches in the league clg is known for the level one strategies which everyone thinks is cheesy and all that stuff but like best of ones those win you that those can win you the game you know um especially in professional play where like every little gold gold advantage counts like that can win you games and get you high on the standings but oh my gosh it is so scary and as much as i want to like have faith in it like i feel like my faith is the only reason why clg is rated so highly on my list and i want to put them lower compared to the other teams and the excitement that other teams have so clg is tough one i mean i mean it's also uh, like sorry about that like something also i think to consider too is like for Zix, right? Like he was super good in the early, like early stages of League of Legends. Like he was thinking about the game on a different, different level, right? Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. now, if you look at the support staffs, like all the top teams have, like it's just insane. Like the the amount of analytics that go in the background. There's no way that there's no way that somebody can figure out like um, a new jungle route that not everybody else has already figured out before, or stuff like that, or hasn't practiced in scrims or anything mm-hmm. like that. So I think that surprise factor as the game sort of gets like solved, I guess is the way you would use it. As they solve the Rubik's Cube of League of Legends, like once it gets closer, I don't think there's going to be many more surprises, right? Like, Unless Riot I think moves Sightstone or something crazy <laughs> like that, right? <laughs> yeah, why, why would yeah. they ever do that? <laughs> yeah, no, really good point. Really good point. Manny, do you have something you want to add? Yeah. yeah, I was just going to say that like, this might be just the year that they you rebuild CLG. Mm-hmm. You had the longest standing roster in NALCS history. 
um, with the same two players playing or the same five players playing for two years in a row. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I mean, I could, I could see a world with where they start working well, but it's just tough. It's just tough. The competition is, is there. It's not like, like last year, you know, maybe you skate by get six and pull off a miraculous, like sweep or, you know, like, Guess swept by FlyQuest or something. <laughs> uh, not that happened to CLG, of course. That would never happen to them in a best of three. But um, I think like that is something that I don't I, I don't see that this this year, right? I mean, mm-hmm. we're talking low about TSM and like all their issues. I think they're just even more glaring in, in CLG, right? Because he's not necessarily good. If Bjergsen can't do it, who he can't like also do it. you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. and then you have like a lower end like top laner like it, i think they're they're very similar in nature mm-hmm. like the two teams right and it's like just they need to start meshing together and if they are able to do that consistently maybe they can like actually make it the playoffs right now we have them just barely scraping by but i don't know if that's necessarily true gotcha yeah i get that Cool. All right. For the seventh place spot, we have Clutch Gaming. This this one caused a lot of havoc between all of us, I think. Um, yeah, it's I'm all over the board. The hype man didn't didn't go behind his hype. I'm a little, a little concerned. Yeah, I, I changed I changed my my power rankings from preseason to postseason a lot, and then I was like looking at it afterwards, like, wait, why is, why are they so low? How can they this? Yeah, they shouldn't be. Um, Again, I feel like currently, I feel like Clutch Gaming makes it into playoffs. Um, and CLG don't like mm-hmm. that would be my only swap. If, mm-hmm. if, <laughs> um, I, I mean, I love this team, I, I do, I actually do because it's like they're so fun to watch, they were really fun to watch, you know, which was like a concern for, for me, like trying to watch all these games, which were like some of the games, yeah, they ended up being like really long. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if like you know, one, my god, like. The hype between Lira, like the Lira Fevin partnership, I'm sold, dude. Like Fevin played out of his mind in terms of like in comparison to the past two years, he looked like he was an actual mid laner. You know, <laughs> like it. He didn't look like you had just grabbed him from solo queue. He he looked like he had been looking in 2015 Fnatic, mm-hmm. maybe not that high yet, but he he is definitely like the same player yeah which you, you had not been seeing for the past few years um I, I do have some question marks with the bot lane now like slightly uh but i think they're solid you know which you can't say about a lot of the other violins you know like yeah. aside from like the top two three right mm-hmm. they're solid they won't lose you the game they won't necessarily win you the game but they they won't like straight yeah. up lose you the game I feel like they're just a plug and play like they're just like they yeah. can just take them anywhere and just like oh well do you need like a mediocre bot lane all right take apollo and hakuo yeah that's just to, yeah that's just to yeah, say like, like i think they're just pretty, they're solid but average, they're not like yeah. above yeah they're not above anything i think they're mm-hmm. but i mean I think this is the first time I've ever seen somebody like put somebody high on a list and then have them go 2-0 in the week and then put them lower on the rank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, that's how my mind works. I was like, yeah, this makes sense. And then we were talking about it. I'm like, this makes no sense. All right, mind. Or this either 1-1, not 2-0. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, 
You're conflicted. You're in pain, man, Manny. I I can tell. (laughs) But I know what were you gonna say? But I think the Lyra Febivin show is a real deal. Like I think Lyra is a next caliber jungler that Febivin is looking for. Like he had Yankos, but I'm thinking like Lyra. I think is just mastermind that hasn't been unlocked yet. Mm -hmm. I also we've only seen like little like sparkles of who he is. So I think if they can, if Clutch Gaming can figure out how to unlock the potential with Lyra, and combine that with already the solid solid uh skill that Febivin has i think you have an unstoppable force i think uh, that if that team like finds its way and solo doesn't feed and bot lane goes okay i think that team's like top three easy like they just yeah. they just pub stomp everybody like i can see yeah. the team beating i can see the team beating c9 i, I sure. agree because because so so here's here's my thing with c9 right because in my my preseason like power rankings i had them in fourth c9 and fifth right yeah um and people are like what really clutch gaming i'm like yes because they have the same exact question mark for me which was mm. their top lane right mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. licorice that's it like that's the question mark but if lira like we know that lira has been able to outperform since garen yeah and if Fevivin is at a level that he can at least compete with jensen and then you have a bot lane that won't feed because you have lira that can pull like plays out of his ass like on Lee Sin like who knows like like honestly who knows like what the highs of this team are like they 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 won't completely stomp the league I think it's really hard but like in comparison to last year when Lyra Apollo and Hakua like they have a coaching staff so Lyra can actually focus on himself and not like coach the entire team mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. it, it, it's it's stuff that like just it all plays in their favor like they they have a tough week. They have a couple tough weeks like coming up. But like, if they can keep going one one, you know, like oh maybe they do lose to C nine the first time, but then they beat them. You know, like yeah, they're a middle pack team, but I think they can they could pop off, especially depending on how the meta changes yeah, sure. in the jungle. Yeah, I think I think there's definitely no disagreement between us that Clutch Gaming has so much potential and they can just wreck it. And it's all about like their lows, right? And I think another low that we haven't mentioned is a coaching, D-Lim. Like we don't know much about him. He had time on Team Liquid. Again, with coaching staff, like especially be us spectators, you don't really know what's going on. Team Liquid yeah. was a bad team. Maybe you're making, you know, you're just polishing the turd and trying to make it look better and you can't do much about it. It's still a turd. Uh, we don't know. But yeah, D-Lim is not proven yet. And with how we mentioned coaching staff and analytical staff and all this stuff behind the team, that's also a huge question mark when you can't lead a team and you can't get people performing on best of one situations where you really need to prep. You really need to be prepared for cheese. You really need to bring your own cheese every now and then. And that that's why like their floor can be so low for us on yeah. this ranking. I, no. I think it's, I think any against any top centric teams, they lose, but mm-hmm. I think any, any mid centric or boss centric teams, they can actually go pretty even. I think that they'll be contenders, but like, like solo against Tooney, that's a not. That's not even. That's, that's a scary. It's really yeah. scary. Like how that's do you? Non-factor. How do you stop the bleeding there? Do you, well, you send Lyra to babysit? You just like, amputated. Make a new meta. Do it, my mom But like, think about like. Okay, think about that matchup. So Phoenix, worst comes to worst, Phoenix goes even with Febivin, uh, and then you have Solo. I think the mismatch between Febivin versus Phoenix, and like Huni and Solo, and then like let's call uh, Dardock 
and uh, Lyra like equivalent, right? Let's mm-hmm. call them like say they're both top of their game. I say they're pretty equal. I feel like the, the mismatch from top to mid is so much higher that that team just, just I feel like that's the kryptonite right there. Echo Fox is the kryptonite to CG, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, I go ahead. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was gonna say that like it, it, it's exactly that, right? Like he can't. We don't know if he can hang against like the top player. I mean, didn't they play Echo Fox the second game? So it's like. We we know that he, he can't necessarily like yeah. solo so it's just not there. Not saying that he can't be. He totally mm-hmm. can be, but he's not currently there. He's a rookie. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What do you so. expect? <laughs> like what can you expect? And it's it's a crush. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That diamond in a rough. Um again in best of ones, like I feel like um with the meadow that we've seen. Top lane is super, super important. And in best of threes. That's how you dealt with top lane. You're just like, okay, we tried that. Fiora didn't work. Put you on Maokai. You know, we put you on like Orn, like some save champion that won't lose lane hard where you're just forced to just stay there and force a farm lane where nothing happens. That's how you band-aid the top lane. Best of ones. Mm-hmm. Like, and with crazy, crazy players like Huni pulling out Lucian, you can't <laughs> really do that in a best of one unless you both yeah, pick you, like <laughs> dog champs top lane. Like, it doesn't yeah, happen. You give, you give, the, you give him Orn, but then... Hoodie says, I'm going to almost flame Horizon you like I did the first week. <laughs> yes. stuff. I mean, I feel like Hoodie's going to find a way, to, a way to win in that matchup. I just think I don't know much about Solo. I know that there's a reason I, I for I've that. I've watched him play a few times just from like other players' streams, but I don't think like he's not like a wow factor for me. So mm-hmm. I feel like he's the, he's the crutch on that team. So we'll have to see what happens. Yep. Cool. For sure. All right. So moving to the bottom of the table, eighth place, we have FlyQuest. Why is FlyQuest down here? there's still there's still unanswered questions with and yeah. uh um i mean stunt did okay like you know wild turtle performed really well in my opinion at the very least like i think wild turtle was like the shining like light and i mean currently they don't they don't have their their starting mid laner right yeah. they have keen instead no flame to Keen, but like I feel like this team is completely different with Fly. And them not being able to have Fly, like I think that's just a stunt for them going forward. Yeah. But, I feel like I, I, um, it's better to sleep on the team than to not, I think, in this case. Because I don't know what the team looks like. I don't know enough about it, right? Like, stunt yeah. I've seen perform good. I don't think that Wild Turtle, if Wild Turtle has a carry potential, I don't really see that. I think he's a good AD carry. I don't think he's like top-notch AD carry. Mm-hmm. But... um. I think the real thing to watch is the is Flame and Anda and to see how that duo progresses. I think that's pretty interesting. Like Flame, monster top laner, and Anda was he what he got rank he got what top ten in Korean solo queue in like the first week of being in Korea while boot camping, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. He's I mean insane. Stun got number one, I'm pretty sure. And Korean solo queue? Yeah. Really? When they were there. Him and him and Anda like had made it to like Challenger before their starting squad yeah. did. They killed oh, it. He's secret OP. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, yeah, like, like, like legitimately. Yeah, I but, mean, I week yeah. one gave me a lot of hope for FlyQuest that they did that well without their starting mid laner. Who knows? Maybe Keen's like a better fit, even though Fly might be a better play. We don't, we don't know. There's a lot of question marks. The biggest mm-hmm. question mark that keeps them so low for me is that they're just a whole bunch of random players put together, like no yeah. synergy. We don't know how they're going to work together. It's like a if this is a good team, they pop off. Uh, spring split. Like we just don't know. Wait, is it spring? Uh, summer split. They pop off summer yeah. split. And but right now it's just like 
so random of a team. I guess Anda and Stunt have worked together, but they never played on stage together. They were like the subs for Immortals, right? So, yeah. wait, was that Stunt? It was Stunt, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. so um, they're just like, this is a total, there's no synergy starting off with this team. So yeah. th- that's why they're just they're low but they're not the bot they're not the bottom for me because of that that week one performance yeah mm-hmm. um also real quick i just double checked he was top 25 in korean solo queue yeah Stunt. that's still not bad as a as a support mate that's not bad, <laughs> yeah, not bad. <laughs> so like um and just to, to go along um like finishing off like the team um it's just that there there's just putting them against other teams, I just see other teams being able to beat them. And I feel like like what you were saying, this this could just end up being like a reverse fly quest from last year. They do like okay, like good enough. They finish like seventh, you know? Mm-hmm. And then next year they like actually challenged, maybe finish like top five, can take off like a crazy series off of one of the more of like the lackluster top teams in the mm-hmm. region. Honestly, I think if FlyQuest would have kept high, I think that team would have been, been nasty. No, seriously, like, yeah. think about it. Like, that's because yeah. there's so many question mark talents for me, right? So, like, you know, you can right. solidly like rely on Wild Turtle to do okay, right? Mm-hmm. So now, imagine you have like this volatile mid laner with with Stunton and a uh, potential like mechanical gods for getting solo like top and challenger solo queue in like one week, and then Flame, who also has like a good name for themselves. Like, I feel like that team's just unstoppable. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. But the name synergy, not there. Even though it rhymes, high and fly, <laughs> yeah. you know, but... Yeah, fly high, man. <laughs> so speaking... High fly, dude. Speaking fly of fly. high, we have our ninth place team, the Golden Guardians. Who high is their mid laner on? Why are they... Uh, yeah, why are they ninth place? Uh, I think they performed as expected. <laughs> they performed okay. like a full NA team. Aside from like Flame, I mean, I think... <sighs> With Golden Guardians, I think that Lorlu is a lot better than people think. And I think mm-hmm. Matt is a lot better than people think. I think they're actually solid choices. But Matt has to play with Deathly. And it's like Matt with with um double lift, he he did well, right? Double lift gave him mm-hmm. back a lot of the confidence that like Matt had lost with three years of playing with Piglet, you know, like Piglet just drained him. Um, I feel Vampire like I feel like, yeah, I feel like you kind of have like that same style here because like definitely is just unproven. He's not bad, but he's just unproven. You know, he, yeah, like he's not gonna necessarily win you the game. You know, um, and they they did try. They did try to get outside talent just ended up not working out and they didn't pan out for them you know mm-hmm. like due to contract talks due to this due to that i think they just have an okay team i mean contracts is good high is good the high factor like, is great <laughs> the high factor <laughs> is great high is good yes um and then i, I just think like you know it's just tough right mm-hmm yeah i think um yeah this this is a team if it was any other season like season four i'm like oh this is like a good team but just with the competition in a it's just it's just really scary mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. all right so the last place team we have optic gaming oh boy optic gaming is it easy why they're 10th i think we all put them 10th yeah that just feels like a what, what's left over yeah let's pick those guys up that's what the team <laughs> feels like no offense like i love hex i love the organization it's so dear into my heart I've, this is what's got me into esports, but it felt like they just spent all their money on Power of Evil and Arrow, and they were like, "All right, who do we pick up now? Who's got a name? All right, 
Lemonation. Hella washed up, bring him on. I don't care. I'm an Acadian, <laughs> sort of like volatile, bring him on. I don't care. And Zig, who's probably potentially like next to Seraph, one of the worst top laners, will claim. <laughs> like, just, I mean, he just, I don't he performs many, right? as bad as Seraph. <laughs> no, but like, but like, if you were to give like a litmus test, right? Like, you'd have to be better than Ziggs to be in Challenger. Or not, I'm sorry, out of Challenger until LCS. I think that's how I, like, I would think of Ziggs. Like, did they mm. beat Ziggs? Then yeah, then they belong in LCS. That's my yeah. like. I feel like he's the he's the. I mean, he's a step up above like if they were pick balls or something. But I mean, I think Acadian. He showed he was okay. I don't think he's godlike. I don't think he was the first blood king that everybody wanted him to be. I think he's solid. I think Power Evil's really good. I think Arrow's really good. But I think that potential in Arrow's wasted with Lemonation, in my opinion. So I agree with with all the things you said. I think something that people hadn't noticed. And I could see this team winning, right? I could see this team not finishing death. I can see this just for pure mechanical skill. But when Power of Evil was in Origin two years ago, three years ago, uh, two years ago, it was two years ago in 2016. It was just God. I was like, I was like, why did you get this guy? Just put Xpeke back in. This is when Xpeke was already washed up after you made it to semis. You know, he was super washed up. But I was like, uh, and then the team was just performing better. I feel like this is a player similar to Doublelift in the sense of he asked a lot, right? A lot of the resources have to be to him. And if it's like, if it's not going that way, I could see the team faltering a lot. Mm-hmm. That, like, I as soon as I saw this team... Boom, flashbacks to origin back in the day when they ended up going like 018. <laughs> I don't think that's it's as bad of a situation. I think it's a much better team. But I agree. Like, I mean, Acadian, like, he's just inconsistent. Like, he is, he can have his great moments. You know, he has some plays that you're like, wow, I can't believe he just did that. But like, yeah. aside from that, it's just like, oh, okay, it's Acadian. Um, they they replaced Acadian last semester, uh, like last split with like just a random, like, you know, like I just, I, yeah. Was I, it hard? I, know, was that, I think it was hard, right? Hard, it was hard. hard. Yeah. He's yeah, right. now in like one of the academy teams, right? But yeah. Like, yeah, you could have just tried to get like other names, you know? Yeah. Like, Arrow uh, yeah. could have played with Expecial. Mm-hmm. I, like, I hate to say that, but it feels like it's just, yeah, Expecial would have been so much better. But I just feel like, even I think support would be a, a good upgrade over Elimination or uh, yeah. Winter. But whatever, is it Winter, right? He's on the. Yeah, he's the on the, academy, the sub team. team. Yeah, I yeah. think he would be even an upgrade over uh, Lemonation. But I mean, like, I just look at the team and I think, like, I look at Power Evil, Power Evil, and Arrow, and I think, wow, that's just wasted potential with the rest of the lineup. I hate to put it that way, and I hate to sound like that because these players are much better than I am, and I ever will be. But <laughs> it's just along the lines of like, if he was like whatever bottom of the barrel, if it like Optic got last dibs at whatever was left, yeah, or they this, just came in low with their offers or something like that, and just weren't competitive. Yeah, I mean, the, I think the best thing we can say is Optic is shooting for the long term or something like that. You know, long term investments yeah. and. Um, yeah, <laughs> I think we're gonna say. I think uh, I think they're going for like a personality team rather than like. Yeah, I think I'll like also, a competitive team. If anything, I would end it with Acadian and Lemonation had a perfect game in the Academy League. Maybe that's where they should be. 
So. <laughs> oh, 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 oh man! All right, That's with rough. that, I think we've uh, burned everything down. <laughs> All right, so that is our power ranking for the split. We might do another one, uh, maybe halfway through the season, or if some huge changes happen. Again, this is pre-playoff, so this is a regular season power ranking. So we will do another one when playoffs start and stuff like that. And we're excited to see how wrong we'll be, how upside down our power rankings are be, how the meta will change, and you know substitutions are made. But that is this power ranking at this time before week two. That is another episode of the Eye of the Watchers podcast, giving you guys all the support and insight you need to get hyped about League of Legends esports. See you next time. Bye. Thank you.